when you're potentially looking at these blood tests, you're seeing all of these results. We've spoken about dehydration. Where else are people typically making mistakes in their own health and fitness? Welcome everyone to the main journey, a way for you to join me on a learning journey through life. My name is Samuel Main and today we welcome James Eagle to the show. James helps you optimize your health, elevate energy, enhance performance and increase well-being by combining personal training, holistic nutritional support and functional medicine. James creates a personalized approach to health and fitness that helps you lose weight, reach your fitness goals, and perform at your peak. James also coaches multiple football players, professional football players, which I cannot wait to delve into further. I've been fortunate enough to coach thousands of fitness professionals globally, and having spoken with James multiple times and seen behind the scenes of how he serves clients, he has an incredible approach to serving clients, and I'm excited to delve into those results, transformations, and uh the delivery that he has. So welcome to the show, James. Excited that you are here, my friend. Yes, man. It's quite the intro. There it is. Wow. No pressure, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Love it. Love it. So, dude, I would absolutely love just to start with a further insight into what you do and actually how you serve clients. Yeah. So depending on who I'm working with, because I'm a functional medicine practitioner, uh, clients come to me with, well, all sorts of reasons but for example the football players they'll come to me i'll run a battery of tests so i'll run blood test stool test saliva and urine through that you'll find you'll get a decent picture of their overall physiology so how things are working what's going on do they have certain things holding them back so call them health anchors so if you have like an anchor pulling you back then you're not going to reach your full potential Mm. so if you can get in there get rid of the root cause then you're going to allow that person to reach their full potential and basically that's what I do through kind of labs. And then you can do supplementation protocols and nutrition and lifestyle kind of habits to uh, make them perform at the best. Love it. I love that term of their anchors. So the four tests, sorry, I've got blood, stool, urine. And which one did I miss? Saliva. Saliva. Interesting. So if you were to only pick one of those, which one has, which one is the most important or what gives you the, the most metrics? Blood test. Blood test is... Uh, it's the most scientifically valid. So that's why every single doctor uses blood tests. Um, not to say that others aren't, but blood tests can, sh- can show you so much. Uh, so that's why I do run blood tests with just blood tests with a lot of people as well. And then through that, you can see if you need to do further investigation. Interesting. So blood test is a really good way to start. So that's why, yeah, blood test, a uh, doctor will run like a basic blood panel, will be like a CBC, which is a complete blood count and maybe a metabolic panel. And then through those two panels, you can see so much. Love it. I love it. And for a, for a blood test then, is yep. there a prescribed age? Is there a certain time that someone should be going and getting a blood test? Or is it like, this is something that everyone should go and do? This is something everybody everybody should do this. So this is why I say to like every, every single person should get this done once a year because there's so much you can tell from a simple blood test. Mm-hmm. And then the best thing is once you have, have a blood test done, so if you do it one year, you've got a decent amount of data, but then once you still start doing it year on year on year, then you start getting to see like the full picture and kind of see the trends that are going on. 
so you can start predicting things before they actually happen well so if you start seeing those trends then you can intervene with something with a certain protocol whatever it is and then you can stop what is what's going about to happen so for example like type 2 diabetes okay love it should someone get a blood test if they feel that everything is good yeah so this is yeah so this is one big thing so uh recently uh actually this week maybe tuesday i had a a friend that i used to work with i got his bloods done mm-hmm. super healthy guy like 26 years old and i went to tell you like oh, what's going on but um but yeah super healthy he's in the gym he's decent size big guy he's lean like looks like he's epitome of health but then you get his results back and you're like oh dude we need to we have to do further investigation wow and i've had that that's that's come back a few times as well so people that look like they're super healthy from the outside once you see what's going on on the inside it's yeah. gonna be a completely different ball game interesting when you look at the results of the blood test yeah are there any specific metrics that are like the true red flags that you're looking for um, yeah big ones will be big ones can be so uh, your red blood cell count or for example your white blood cell count so yeah this one is the one that pops up a lot so within your white blood cell count you have a differential which is five different markers so you have your neutrophils your lymphocytes your monocytes your eosinophils and your basophils so these are your five white blood cells mm-hmm. and they so they all come back in a percentage so your neutrophils should be 60 percent they are most dominant and then neutrophils, no, I said neutrophils. Neutrophils, though, neutrophils should be 60%, sorry. Lymphocytes should be 30%. Monocytes should be about seven. Eosinophils should be about three. And basophils shouldn't even be there. But if they come back at certain different ratios, it can be indicative of you have like certain parasites or bacterial infections. So then that's where you would start looking at doing other tests. Really, really interesting. So someone's come in they've had a blood test and they've now got this whole array or you've got this whole array of data so you start by ultimately looking at red blood count white blood count would you mention there like parasites would there be anything else that's kind of majorly affecting those two things uh yeah there could be so dehydration is another big one so a lot of people are dehydrated as well so um so even your red blood cell count your hemoglobin will increase your hematocrit which is uh the amount of red blood cells within the blood draw mm-hmm. um that will increase that will increase as well just because plasma is decreasing because you have less uh you're less you're not as hydrated wow so things you can tell just by those two so that's why it's so handy i think you can just go to your doctor and just ask for a cbc and maybe like a cmp mm-hmm. and just just as a checkup but the only thing is once you um so one of the cool things in functional medicine, they say treat the person, not the paper. So a lot of people, this is why you can just you can get a blood test um, just ordered over the internet and it will spit out all the information to you. But if you don't have someone who knows how to interpret the data, you're yeah. literally just going to see, for example, something's low. Uh, maybe you'll be like, so if vitamin D was low, for example, you'd just say, oh, I'll just supplement with vitamin D. But vitamin D could be low for thousands of reasons. Okay. this is why you need someone to look at other markers and then you can start correlating other markers with specific with yeah specific markers and then it's good to have a very in-depth questionnaire to go along with it so then you start correlating the paper with the person i suppose that's that holistic approach right it's it's actually looking at the bigger picture to decipher what's wrong yeah that's it you mentioned the dehydration 
Is that then one of the most common pitfalls for people? Uh, yeah, to be honest, yeah, de- uh, many people, most people I've dealt with actually are dehydrated. So a lot of people, especially in London, so many of my clients are in London, and London is it has very hard water. Yeah. So a lot of filter their water because it's just because it's so hard. So they filter the water, drink the water. But filter, filtered water, it filters all the bad stuff, but also filters all the minerals. So it filters all the good stuff. So true hydration is actually water and electrolytes. So you need that balance. So for me, I only would typically take electrolytes if I've done extensive amounts of exercise or if I've done a long hike or climb or something like that. Yeah. So Very even rarely would supplement in my like every day. But should that be something that you can even just put salt back in your water or just add more salt to your food so it doesn't have to be an actual electrolyte supplement yeah literally so what i used to do because i when i lived in canary wharf we used to filter all of our water yeah and i used to have a rock salt a himalayan rock salt and i dip it into my glass of water and then just there's just a few dunks and then just take it out interesting just do that each time just to replenish the nutrients because it's one of those things where everyone's like oh no i do drink enough but actually, <laughs> yeah, sorry, your physiology is otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay, dehydration for one. I'm like, I've got a drink next to me. I'm just gonna take a sip. Yeah, and just uh... every time I say that on, my, on the on the call to a client like this, I'm like, oh, constantly Love sip. It. Love it. So when you're potentially looking at these blood tests, you're seeing all of these results. We've spoken about dehydration. Where else are people typically making mistakes in their own health and fitness? um then past that uh so many people are stressed are just stressed to the gills and we don't have ways to kind of mitigate stress yeah so stress seems to be a big one um but you see that you see that kind of more through saliva testing um so that's more like your cortisol and dhea ratio okay Um, but yeah stress stress is a big one because it it depletes so many different things in the body. It messes testosterone. It messes so many. It can mess your white blood cell count. It messes everything. So it's crazy. You can actually just get you can get ulcers within your stomach from just think your your thoughts from just thinking. Wow. So just, so just finding ways to to calm down or get that kind of parasympathetic activity throughout the day is so important. So one of the things when I send my clients, I have a a whole menu of parasympathetic activities so things that calm people down that are like all scientifically based and i'll send them that like when through our kind of training cycle super interesting for me because it's i I, i'm active i train i have a relatively good understanding of, of nutrition and one of the things i wanted to talk about today was actually okay natural ways to boost your own testosterone uh, yeah. because of the magnitude of benefits that that, that can have so then it's really interesting for me to hear that stress is a big indicator on the decrease of testosterone huge it's probably one of the biggest killers so so how your sex hormones work so you have um so pregnenolone pregnenolone is the like mother of all sex hormones and then from here it will either drop down like an anabolic pathway yeah so from here you'll go to like dhea Androstenedione, you get testosterone, DHT, you do your estrogens, or you can come this way. This will go over to progesterone, and then this drops down to cortisol. Okay. So a lot of people are stealing; they're not going down this pathway; they're going straight over to the progesterone yeah. and cortisol pathway. So then, this is so much more catabolic to the body. 
So then if you're not, so if you're in the gym and you're training all the time, but you're stressed to the gills, you're going down this pathway, this catabolic pathway, and you're not going down this anabolic pathway. So you're not going to be getting the most out of your sessions. So it's so important to try and get that kind of parasympathetic activity throughout the day or just calm yourself down. Yeah, that's so interesting because I, when I when I look back and even some of my own training, when I've been training loads and doing everything possible to become the best athlete and perform better, but at the same time know that, okay, I've been stressed, you know, trying to run a business and the multiple things I'm trying to achieve. It makes sense that I haven't seen as much performance as I'd like to see. And that's because of yeah. that stress. And that never came to me as a reason of why my physical performance was suffering which yeah. is super super interesting yeah it's crazy yeah especially kind of as like entrepreneurs you're just non-stop aren't you you're flying yeah. go 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 yeah i could say that yeah. <laughs> could say that what you like i mean i'd like to say my next question then is like okay well what are the best ways to reduce stress but it's a very broad so yeah so that so this so yeah so i've done a lot with this um so it's very it's very dependent on the person yeah so if you, so I could say go and have like like a bath, like a relaxing bath. But if you hate baths, you're gonna sit and you're gonna sit yeah. and then you'll be annoyed and you're not gonna be relaxed. Um, but things like just going for a walk in nature, that's been shown to like reduce reduce uh, blood pressure, reduce heart rate, reduce so many different things. Just why? Just because while you're in there, you do uh, you do just calm. You're in nature. There's actually terpenes released from trees, mm-hmm. which actually kind of helps us relax love it so this kind of this uh certain like compounds from the trees or the plants are released and this uh, like brings you back down so this is why when you're in nature you're just naturally a bit more calmer yeah. um yeah there's so many there's so many different things meditation's a big one like journaling yeah all that kind of stuff so if stress is it has this massive impact then on testosterone I'm I'm not taking any supplements or any additional things, and I'm not you know not injecting testosterone and different variations you can get. Yeah. I know a lot of people gravitate towards that because they feel that that maybe be their their saving grace. Yeah. So, for someone that is stressed out the eyeballs, would even taking those additional supplements and getting the extra support to boost their testosterone, would that yeah. actually even serve them? it wouldn't serve them it would serve them as it would increase their testosterone because just in uh exogenous anything if you inject it, especially hormones yeah um you're not gonna get away from it increasing it but you need to test thing with like lab testing you the thing with lab testing you do it so you find the root cause of what's going on in your physiology mm-hmm. so you find the root cause to why this is maybe uh, bringing you down or bringing like a hormone down so you get rid of that root cause and then you can flourish from there so if stress was your root cause, you're you're just spinning your wheels really because yeah. you haven't actually identified the actual root cause or got rid of that. You're just gonna keep bringing it. It's like when you're so tired, you just keep drinking coffee. Yeah, you need to go to sleep. That's your body's <laughs> way of saying, right, let's go to sleep. Um, but we just keep we keep drinking coffee. Yeah, and we don't actually find the root cause. So that's the thing. Yeah. So with stress, you just need to. It's such a it's such a big one, and. It's, it's linked to so many different diseases. Um, it's linked to so many different things. Mm. So just trying to mitigate stress as much as possible is, yeah, it's huge. So knowing that you work with both, let's say, average Joes, and then you yeah. also work with you know professional athletes at ultimately the, the peak of their performance, this yeah. may be a really silly question, but do you see a massive distinction between the results that you're seeing? Or is it still 
big commonalities? Uh, depending on what I'm doing, but um, I can get average Joe way better results because the athlete is already at the top of yeah. their game. So when I'm working with athletes, I'm literally just getting the last like few percent. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of finding what's what's holding them back with inside the physiology. So that's where it's, one of the guys I've done a lot of like uh, work with is Dan Garner. And he says, um, you try and work from the outside in with like your nutrition, what kind of stuff. And then the labs, you work from the inside out. That's cool. So I try to take a, yeah, both approach, both ways. Uh, so with the, uh, with the athletes, you take kind of the inside out approach and you figure out like that performance anchor or yeah. health anchor that's holding them back and you let them, uh, as soon as you get rid of that, then they can perform. So there. Okay. So I want to bring a potentially challenging opposite perspective, Yeah. but the average Joe yeah. is a blood test potentially overkill. And I'll expand a little bit more. Yeah. Does the average Joe simply need to start, you know, walking more, lifting weights a couple of times a week, eating yeah. better, sleeping more, reducing stress. Yeah. Um, or, oh is this blood test still something that is like going to see, help them have those leaps and bounds in their progress? If you don't get a yearly blood test, then hundred percent, I would say get it done. It is, yeah, it's probably one of the best things you can do. That's the thing. Like we, every single year you'll MOT your car, won't you? Yeah. Cause you have to figure out what's going on on the inside and you have no qualms about MOT in your car. Yeah. Or we don't like MOT ourselves. Yeah. And this is, like one this is our only like vehicle this is our only biological vehicle you can't trade this in for a new one yeah so you just need to it may be a little bit of money but the benefits you can get from it are crazy and especially if you do it each year and you can start seeing the trends it can make such a difference i can definitely see the impact of like stacking those those tests so like for me when you say go and have a blood test i straight away go I don't want to go to a hospital and walk in and go and have to go through that procedure, but I'm going to assume that that's not the case. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so uh, if you want to pay a little bit more like the football players, I can send a, a nurse straight to your house. So there's different ways you can do it. You can get um, you can get a nurse to your house. You can get phlebotomist to your house, or you can just go to different clinics and they'll do it. Depends who you do it through. Um, there's, there's plenty of companies online. And I think they just have phlebotomists that will either come to you yeah. Or you can go to them, just go to a certain clinic. So, for example, I deal with a lot of um, the super drug clinics. Mm-hmm. They're just all around the country. I'll send guys to super drug clinics. So it's just nice and easy. And it's it's super easy to get your blood drawn. It's literally like five minutes you're in and out. Yeah, I love it. So you mentioned blood tests. You spoke a little bit about the saliva test. What yeah. are you looking for in a stool test? Stool test will be certain, uh, so it's like commensal, so certain like bacterial populations mm-hmm. so there's certain bacteria that we should have certain ranges of yeah we don't really want to have too much of so we're seeing the re- the ranges of those and then you have like pathogens um so certain like parasites and things that okay. everyone any of yeah and is that virtually the same then also for the urine test so urine tests no uh, no you through that you uh you can look at oxidative stress you can look at um liver function Mm. Uh, and then you can see like protein maldigestion as well okay so a few different so there's a few different tests you can run but that's the one i usually run yeah so like oxidative stress so you at this stage you've gone through you've done a magnitude of tests um then what's like the procedures do do you give like a nutrition plan is it a supplement plan yeah so both uh, yeah so especially for example football players 
it has to be very stringent because the the supplements they can take has they all have to be licensed they all have to be batch tested yes the the amount of the the rare supplements you can take is very minuscule there's not many they can take Mm -hmm. a lot of things have to be done nutritionally so then so for for both for professional athletes and just regular clients i have i'll take them through a whole supplement protocol and depending obviously what's going on yeah and then a whole yeah whole meal plan and then obviously training as well for um average joes There's a bit of everything i love that we said average joes you're not yeah. average people you're not Apologies to clients <laughs> if you're listening. i i brought it up so i'll i'll take the i'll take the hit on that one so i'm intrigued let's say you have someone who's either a vegan or a vegetarian is there any commonalities that you see in their blood tests? If you, have you worked with many that um, have that that choice and I'm not down talking on these. I want to talk also about the carnivore in a minute, but um, yeah, I'm just intrigued on what, what the potential impact is there. Yeah, cool. No, since no, I haven't, I haven't worked with any vegans or vegetarians since I've been doing it. Yeah. Um, I have done previously, but, um, but yeah, no, so there's nothing I could tell you kind of. Yeah. Makes sense. And so if I flip that towards have you have you worked with any essentially carnivores where they only predominantly eat meat? Just my dog. No. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, I actually haven't no. Okay. I'm gonna assume that's the healthiest dog on the planet. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely love it. Yeah. So if you were to prescribe then a not even a diet, but a way of eating, yeah, for to optimize health. Yeah, on health and performance, yeah. uh, for the average Joe, yeah. what would be the principles that you kind of live by? Principles, I would say, first find something you can adhere to. Mm-hmm. So if it is the carnival diet, whatever it is, make sure that's going to be number one is adherence. Next is depending on its goal, very goal dependent. Yeah. Um. So I always work adherence first. So for example, if it's a pyramid, adherence, calories then fix your macronutrients, then fix your micronutrients, and then you can go supplements after that. Yeah. That would be the order I'd say to look at things. So if you haven't, if you haven't fixed your macronutrients or your calories, they don't really have any business looking at supplementation Mm. because you need to fix the big rocks first before you start looking at the kind of fancy things. Unfortunately, everyone looks at the fancy things. Yeah. I did. There was a stat. There was a stat that, um, the supplement anyway the supplement industry compared to the health um service industry for example like gyms is like quadruple yeah everyone we're always looking for the quick fix um but yeah go to basics so adherence calories macros micro supplements really really interesting we all make that always yeah oh want that that quick fix yeah that's yeah that's the same with the um so going back to the the stress and the parasympathetic 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 activities, there you go. Um, everyone's always like, "Oh, what can I take instead?" Mm-hmm. But no, you're missing the you're missing the point. Doesn't doesn't work like that. Super no. super interesting. So obviously, there's a very very uh, popular uh, PT who's you know grown in the ranks and and also doing some amazing things. James Smith. And he has his quote, I believe, is it calorie fucking deficit or just calorie deficit? Um, What are your thoughts on that message or on that kind of approach, let's say? Um, uh, Here we go. I say it's 
it's hundred percent true. There's there's no getting away from thermodynamics. Um, this hundred percent calorie deficit is if you want to lose weight, that's where you have to be. Um, but I think just just shouting at that at people isn't really that helpful. Um, and when you get into the consideration of things like thyroid function and this kind of stuff, even though it still does come down to calorie deficit, there are certain things that can kind of throw a spanner in the works. Um, but I think just, I think he just has to kind of be polarizing, doesn't he? To kind of, you have to be polarizing in this world, like Instagram and that kind of stuff, social media, you have to be polarizing. You have to say something like that too, to get the eyeballs on you. Um, but I think it probably could just be done in a bit more of a helpful way. Yeah, I think I think I agree actually in that ultimately, you know, obviously he's done amazing things, but his massive audience served and helped, you know, hundreds of thousands of people at this stage. Mm. Um and that's I, it, he wouldn't have done that without that, without that message. Yeah, so yeah I agree. But I also think potentially is there is there now an opportunity for him to maybe change that to make that a more holistic, better approach yeah yeah very true yeah so i'm not too familiar with um so i know that about him but i'm not too familiar with um anything else about him to be yeah. honest yeah um, have you yeah. Seen, uh have you seen the new is it uh the liver king liver king oh yeah i've seen the liver have king you seen that yeah. okay is is he natural or is he not uh <laughs> no comment no i'm gonna say uh I, I, I would personally say no he's not natural well i mean hey he's killing the content creation game yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. That's that's the thing with um, that's the thing with social media. You have you have to be pretty polarizing yeah. to get like a lot of views. Yeah. Um, nobody wants to be told your yeah, adherence to yeah. uh, to a diet. Um, so I'm I'm interested. We've spoken about like a lot about the nutrition aspect. Yeah. How does the style of training that someone may follow? Yeah. How does that potentially alter? some of the bloods or the tests that you do yeah good question um so it wouldn't also it wouldn't alter the tests um it may alter some of the results that come back mm-hmm. for example like uh, creatinine uh so creatinine is a marker it can be a, a liver function marker but it's also increased with people with more muscle mass or decreased with people with more muscle mass so there are a few markers that and same with some of the proteins um some of the blood cell count can be, there's a few things that can be mixed up depending yeah. on how hard someone's training. Um, so yeah, does that answer the question? Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the question comes to mind. <laughs> if I gave you a spectrum of uh, analytics, would do you think that you could draw so, someone's body composition from them? From what, looking at someone's lab results? Yeah. Um, you could get a decent idea, yeah 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 decent idea but the main thing with um so yeah we so you yeah you sent greg over to me didn't you so i i yeah. went through can i say his name yeah you can we what call him tom cruise oh, I won't say his last <laughs> name. I tom cruise um yeah so one of the things uh, he's obviously super busy like super busy man so he was uh did his labs but he didn't want to go through the questionnaire yeah so with the questionnaire you need that kind of correlation so it does make it very hard you can see you can get a very good idea but then you need the questionnaire, the really in-depth questionnaire yeah. to start correlating things. Be like, ah, that's why this is up, or this could yes. be up for this. So yeah, you do you do need that, but you could get a decent picture of um of somebody, yeah, just from someone's blood work. So someone comes, they get the blood testing, they get the nutritional then feedback. Do you see 
big physique transformations or is it mainly just from a health perspective that they see or feel those changes uh both so yeah so mo- mainly my uh, general population clients um are mainly weight loss mm-hmm. so a lot of them are weight loss yeah um so yeah just by because once your once your physiology is running how it should it makes everything so much easier your body will give up fat so much easier you'll build muscle so much easier so once you're in homeostasis once you're in a balanced position then your body will just start reacting a lot easier okay. so yeah so it will it'll just become a lot easier so it's so much easier to lose weight it's so much easier to gain some muscle so it's like we said like when you start going down that anabolic pathway yeah. then your body just starts running a lot better so that links back to that adherence as well is it starting then, with that adherence and then essentially building from there yeah yeah and just and just by doing the blood test it gives it gives you a bit more um so it, it's because people can see the results and it, it, they would hear it to a bit more because they have seen the actual results so it's so for example before i was doing any of the uh, lab testing if i was just to give recommendations it's not like i haven't got any evidence to back it up but they when they see it all on the paper and i show i take them through the yep. report on like the zoom call and then they see everything they're like ah this is why i'm doing this and this yes. is why i'm doing this so i think it does help with adherence as well so there's no invariables there yeah no there's a yeah there's no there's no way to get around the uh the quantifiable no. numbers, i suppose yeah that's but it then- so Obviously, I work alongside a lot of online coaches, personal trainers, helping them build an online business. Yeah. Why would someone go to a personal trainer or an online coach? Or are personal trainers and online coaches delivering a good enough product? Because obviously the level that you're going to is far beyond what majority of population can do uh, from from a working perspective. Yeah. Um, do you feel then the question is do you feel personal trainers nutritionists should be looking to expand on their own knowledge base to get to this level that you're at um uh, no not at all i think i think it's very niche what i do um i don't think no way there's no way you have to do blood tests there's no way you have to do any of this kind of yeah. stuff you can get everybody can get awesome results by doing not doing any of this mm-hmm. i think but i feel this, I feel this is where the industry will end up going because we want everything. Everything's becoming so personalized. Yes. And everybody wants to know so much about themselves. Um, I think this is the way the industry will be going or maybe should be going. Um, but yeah, no way. I think, um, I mean, the, the online coaches, personal trainers, they do a wicked job and it's just not for, it's not for everybody. So yeah. it, this is very for, this is more for the kind of the elite athletes or the people that really want to, like delve into a bit more like about themselves or if they have just any issues if they have fatigue or they have like skin conditions there's certain symptoms that people have that by doing these tests you can get rid of the root cause and then you can start relieving some of these symptoms yeah i love that i agree that i i believe that the industry is going this way in having a more quantifiable way of demonstrating results yeah, because it's coming with so many. We've got so many apps. We've got so many yeah. aura rings, watches, yeah. the whoop. All these people just love quantifiable data. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and especially I come from work. I worked in Canary Wharf for eight years in uh in London, 
then there's they're just all numbers, just numbers, numbers, yeah. numbers. So once you get to show them this, they're like, oh, a spreadsheet. Yeah. They love, they love a good spreadsheet. So once they see this, it's um, yeah, they love it. And there's not a huge amount of evolution in in our biology in that ultimately we if we've pretty much got it down to an art in the things that you need to do to get into amazing shape oh yeah 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 anyone can get in. so that's the thing you can get into amazing shape without any of this testing yeah and people have done for yeah certain, longest time yeah for, for the longest time so um so yeah it's, it's really it's really not for everybody but i would say a blood test each year should be for everybody. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's something that I, I definitely need to go and lock in myself. Um, what I, what I meant by saying how much now more data we've got by having someone track their sleep, track their daily activity, tracking then their own workouts, tracking out their tracking their bloods, yeah. you could pinpoint where they're going wrong and what we what we need to do to to spin that around. And I agree. I think that where is where the industry is going. Yeah. You mentioned aura rings whoops fitness uh fitbits things like that are there any trackers that you personally use or would recommend yeah i've used aura ring for since it came out i was part of their beta testing group so i've done like research and stuff with it that was cool i've used them for the longest time uh and that's literally it yeah and and the heart rate monitor for specific um uh cardio and whatnot yeah i love it love it uh, i've personally got an aura ring i've had one for probably the last two years yeah. and it does really help your own awareness of yeah. mainly for me the sleep not so much the activity yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. just because it's so difficult to wear in the gym i can't grab yeah. a barbell with the aura ring so you know that makes it a little bit tricky but the sleep data is brilliant yeah did you ever see the first generation no i did not pimp rings they were like uh it was like having this. It was like this, just sat on your uh, finger. Wow. Walked to the gym, and uh, a few of the guys I work with just rinsed me for a few days straight, and I was like, oh, I can't wear this anymore. Great. Yeah, it was brilliant. Great. Love it. Love it. But um, no, they are, they are really good, especially for HRV as well. But the one thing, especially with clients, um, it can be a bit of a downfall as well. So if they wake up, kind of feeling fresh you look at your hrv and it's lower than normal and then they just psychologically be like oh i'm not as good as i I thought i was and then that just brings them down and then they're like oh maybe i should have a rest day and we're like no 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 no. don't uh yeah don't don't put too much stock in that still you still want the self-awareness you still want to be in tune with your body but it is a good tool but just know it is just a tool yeah i've i've definitely experienced that myself yeah and for me, I was looking at kind of REM sleep and you feel like amazing. You're like, oh, I actually didn't get that much sleep last night. And you're yeah. like, oh, then maybe, maybe I should take it easy. Maybe, yeah. you know, make these changes. Yeah. Have you seen in the past that Apple watches, uh, they have now a function where they actually recognize when someone is having a heart attack or um, is almost predicting a heart attack. And it's oh. actually saved multiple lives. Really? Which is pretty crazy where you think like okay that's where we're at right now where's that going to be in another 10 years 20 um yes i've got a friend that uh did some work with nasa for nutrition and things and they reckon they'll have you'll have a wearable that will track uh like you will track your blood so you know exactly in real time like what's going on so you know exactly what you need to eat exactly what yeah things straight away yeah it's gonna be it'll be the future will be crazy um 
And I think you're right where you say like it links then to that quantifiable data as well. Yeah. Um, there's the option now for diabetics, isn't there, to have a 24-7 um, blood insulin tracker. Oh, insulin. Okay, yeah. I think so. I think so. And you think if they can do that, that will, you know, yeah. that's, you link that to also your heart rate, what it's going to be capable is going to be incredible. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. And I think it'll also to a certain extent, unfortunately, I think that apps, online coaching, things like that will essentially almost eradicate in person training. Yeah. Because the quality that you'll be able to get for an app or through online will be way better than the twenty year old personal trainer that's in the gym. Yeah. Or once they start hologramming trainers into gyms. Yeah. But that's the thing. There, yeah, there is. But at the moment, there is no replacement for, especially an in-person personal trainer for yes. things like technique, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. That that is huge. So that's why I think I think in-person personal trainers have that over online coaches for sure. Because I I have clients they do uh, videos for me, etc. But um. Yeah. There is no. There's no replacement for the in-person because you can feel Absolutely. someone, you can get them into position, all that kind of stuff um it's also for some people let's say going to the gym isn't their core reason isn't to get fit and healthy it's because of they want that social they want um that sexy trainer yeah that's it yeah sex trainer, that's <laughs> it spot on spot on they also want that accountability right that's a yeah, that's yeah. a that's a massive massive piece of it so with your study with your journey that you're on right now is there anything else that you're looking to lean further into you already mentioned it's very niche what you do. Yeah. Um, just diving down the rabbit hole of lab testing. Yeah. Even more. Yeah. There's, wow. there's, so, there's so much, there's so much to learn. Um, yeah. It's ridiculous and it's, it's forever changing. Uh, but the, but the more you can, the more, the more you can find out about physiology and how in every single kind of organ system interacts with one another, um, the more you can help people. I love that. It, I'm super intrigued to hear that you say it's always changing. Yeah, well, because just new research is always coming out. Okay, so... For example, everyone used to think um, probiotics were a good idea. Now they're kind of thinking that maybe not a good idea. Mm. Um, yeah, research is always uh, just evolving. Um, so just you have to stay on, on top of all the research. Interesting. Um, yeah, and just just there's just so much to there's so much to learn about the body. Yeah. That we're, yeah, we're barely just scratching the surface. So I remember when I was studying for my dissertation and my dissertation, uh, I, I done the cardiovascular responses to CrossFit training principles. God, that's a throwback oh, wow. for me. Yeah. Um, I, my perspective on the research and especially peer reviewed research has massively changed. And the reason for that was whilst I was at the university, I remember Gatorade were paying Oh, for yeah. this study to go ahead yeah and honestly it was extremely corrupt yeah, <laughs> there's no other way to put it so i've really struggled in a way now to really trust a lot of that research yeah that's and that's so true that's why you have to try and get a consensus of the of the the body of research instead of just mm -hmm. one paper because you can you can find a paper for anything yeah. literally you have a bias if you think veganism is the best or you don't like veganism yeah. you find research papers for both um, so it's just it's getting the consensus of like the whole body of the literature um 
but yeah, it takes time. You have to just scythe through so many different uh, papers. Um, there's research reviews, talk to different people. There's yeah, there's so much. But yeah, you're right. There's so much. Um, there's so much research funded by <laughs> whoever wants the, a certain outcome. So messed which, up. Which is sad, but that, I guess that's in that's in everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah dude you're not wrong it is in everything it's in all of social it's in all of the videos yeah. the content everyone sees i suppose yeah. that's, a, that's a yeah that's a deep rabbit hole that one <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll get to the flat earth theory after yeah. one. so you mentioned you want in your own personal study to delve more into the lab testing and some even more about physiology what about a business space are you looking to lean further into helping professional footballers are you trying to build a business for the uh, the average Joes, as I like to call them? Uh, you yeah. know, I'm included in that. Yeah. So, my, yeah, my my biggest thing was I always wanted to get back into schools and help kids with um, uh, like nutrition and training. Um, but I always felt I had to get to a certain level because my goal is always is to train is to train athletes and celebrities. Yeah. So I always wanted to do that because I felt that would give me the clout to then be able to go into schools and they're they're more likely to listen to someone that has done that kind of stuff. Um, so that's my main thing is I want to eventually get into schools and um, try and help people from, from the, try and help the younger generation, basically. Love that. It's saddening for me to hear that you almost have to go and get that clout to then, yeah, be, you know, your experience and study alone should already be enough. Yeah. But I just, Maybe that's my issue. Maybe I just don't think um, that that is enough. But uh, um, yeah, I've just always felt yeah, because it's just I'm not sure. I just think it I just it's just I know if someone came in and they and when I was at school and they had dealt with these kinds of people, I'd be like, oh, yeah. that's, you're, I'd probably be more likely to listen to the person. Um, yeah, I think I would challenge that. Yeah, because have you have you um, have you spoken at any schools yet? Man, you sound like Ben. You had a uh, Ben Owen on, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's already challenged me on this. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. But I've got, yeah, I probably should. Um, I think that would be a a fair thing because when you know, for me, I've absolutely loved this conversation. There's so much to learn. It's super, super interesting. I think if you were to go into a school and you know from the get go display the massive change that you can have and the impacts that you've had on so many different people also yeah. going, you know, that you work alongside professional footballers, yeah. you're already straight away in, in their eyes going to be, you know, highlighted. Yeah. Um, and it definitely beats some of the speakers that I previously had at school, <laughs> you know, that same. Um, that's such a cool mission though. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I've always, that's what I've always wanted to do. Um, but personally, yeah, like business-wise, yeah, just train, uh, yeah, athletes, celebrities. I'd like to end up opening up a place when we move back to, we're going to move to Surrey. So I'd like to open up a studio yeah. there, just do a few things out of there. Really? Maybe try and do a few like podcasts and things. That would be cool. Love um, it. Love yeah. it. Mate, you could probably squeeze in some modeling or something as well, just on the side. Oh, yeah, might as well. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> what, um, what's been the best transformation or client journey that you've you've seen and helped with um yeah i already know um won't say the name but uh someone comes to me so this is actually a client i had in um when i was working in person personal trainer yeah 
and we did everything to try and try and get this person to like start committing and actually just doing just showing up doing the workouts doing the nutrition all that kind of stuff but this is what i felt with like in person personal training because you're with them for a maybe an hour, two hours, three hours max in the week. There's 168 hours in a week. So there's so much time where you're not with them. So that's the thing with like online coaching, you get to, I can send them a text like through the week. I can get check-ins. I can do the videos. There's so much more I can do Mm -hmm. to kind of help out. Um, But just, yeah, this person just, just turned their life around. They were sitting inside for like weeks on end without leaving the house. This is kind of like through COVID times. Um, Yeah, just out now their friendship groups bigger they're doing better in work everything's better. just lost a bunch of weight um yeah that, that's probably the most significant one recently love that yeah it it shows the true power of prioritizing your personal um health and fitness yeah yeah it has such a bigger impact on every oh. other part of yeah. your life relationships yeah. business yeah. finances yeah you know if you're in if you're not in the best shape physically, the chances of you having mental health problems, the chances of you struggling at work, business, relationships faltering, it's just so much higher. Yeah, so true. Yeah, that's why I work with a few uh, guys that are very high up in the banks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's a big thing. They, no matter, because they're so, so busy, they're flying away all the time. Mm-hmm. They'll always find the time. So I, I actually train a few just on Zoom, just because yeah. I was in person with them. Um, they have like gyms at their houses. So I actually train with them there, but they're always, they're always show up to the sessions and it's so cool to see because they are so busy and they could skip it so easily, but it's one thing they do prioritize. Yeah. And I think it is really one thing that's kept them at the level they're at. Yeah. That self-discipline is yeah. so, so important for every aspect. Yeah. Super, yeah, that's super interesting. It's just, yeah, it's getting the ball rolling. Once you can get the ball rolling, that initial inertia is the hardest bit. So yeah. if people listening that aren't kind of training that much, the initial inertia is the hardest, but once the ball's rolling, keeping it rolling is so much easier than getting it rolling. Yeah, love that. So I think that people listening to this are going to be like, okay, I now need to go and get a health MOT and I need to uh, have my blood done, possibly for the first time ever. Yeah. Um, how would someone, well, you know, ultimately, how would someone go and get in touch with you? Uh, what would be the next steps? Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can... At the moment, I'm not on social media, but all my, I am still on social media, but I'm not actually using my, uh, my active. No, I'm not active. Um, but you can go onto my website. My website has a contact me page on there. Uh, actually has the health MOT on there. So it would give you a little description of kind of what we've been talking about. I've actually called it the health MOT. So that's, yeah, so that's good. Um, or you can just go to your doctor. You might be able to get a yearly checkup at your doctor. So possibly ask them. You could ask for, uh, just a, a basic blood panel so you Brilliant. might be able to get it through there but then you need someone that can interpret the de- the, the actual details yeah yeah um, i like it i like it so final question for me and this is the question that i ask every single guest that comes on the show you may know what's coming uh, mm-hmm. but the question itself is um so the question is what advice would your future self give you in this current moment Oh, nice. Um, go and ask the schools if you can uh, help them out. No, it would be be patient. Um, yeah, be patient and it will work out. 
I mean, that's one of the biggest things yeah, I've learned recently is just you always want things to happen like yesterday. But I feel just being patient, especially in this game with uh, the stuff I do, because it is so there's so much research, there's so much learning to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for just just be patient and it will work out. I like that. I like that. Uh, I love that you brought up the school straight away. I think something that could be a really powerful step for you yeah. is contacting probably the easiest school for you to speak at, which would be your previous school that you went to, if yeah. you've got a healthy relationship um, and start there. I think that could be really cool. But I like the uh, the act of patience too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and especially at the moment, we're not patient at the moment, are we? We're nothing, everything. No. Everyone's at your fingertips. Fully agree. Yeah. Fully agree. Well, Jay, this has been super insightful. I've absolutely loved this. I've loved delving into the details and I've got a lot of my own personal questions answered. Um, you've got so much knowledge, so much wisdom in this aspect, and you can clearly see the amount of value and experience and knowledge that you bring to your clients as well. Um, you're showing up very professional and I'm just super, super grateful for you coming on the show and just being open to, uh, to chatting. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for my first part podcast ever. So hopefully first one what <laughs> oh, no. Man, it's start of something special start yeah. something special i like it james massively appreciate you buddy cheers man thanks very much no problem my name is samuel main and i truly hope that you've got value from today's video if you have please do hit like and subscribe down below and i'll see you in the video tomorrow